good, my lord. Advise him. He cannot want the best that shall attend his love. Heaven bless him. Farewell, Bertram. The best wishes that can be forged in your thoughts be servants to you. Helena, be comfortable to my mother, your mistress, and make much of her. Farewell, pretty lady. You must hold the credit of your father. Oh, were that all? I think not on my father. And these great tears grace his remembrance more than those I shed for him. What was he like? I have forgot him. My imagination carries no favour in but Bertram's. I am undone. There is no living, none, if Bertram be away. It were all one, but I should love a bright particular star and think to wed it. He is so above me. In his bright radiance and collateral light must I be comforted, not in his sphere. <laughs> the ambition in my love thus plagues itself. The hind that would be mated by the lion must die for love. T'was pretty, oh, a plague, to see him every hour, to sit and draw his arched brows, his hawking eye, his curls in our heart's table, heart too capable of every line and trick of his sweet favour. But now he's gone, and my idolatrous fancy must sanctify his relics. Oh, who comes here? One that goes with him. Parodis. I love him for his sake. And yet I know him a notorious liar. Think him a great way fool, solely a coward. Yet these fixed evils sit so fit in him that they take place when virtue's steely bones look bleak at the cold wind. Save you, fair queen. And you, monarch. No. And no. Are you meditating on virginity? Aye. You have some stain of soldier in you. Let me ask you a question. Man is enemy to virginity. How may we barricado it against him? Keep him out. But he assails, and our virginity, though valiant in the defence, yet is weak. Unfold to us some warlike resistance. Oh, there is none. Man sitting down before you will undermine you and blow you up. Bless <laughs> our poor virginity from underminers and blowers up. Is there no military policy how virgins might blow up men? Virginity being blown down, man will quickly be blown up. Marry in blowing him down again with the breach yourselves made. You lose your city. <laughs> it is not politic in the Commonwealth of Nature to preserve virginity. Loss of virginity is rational increase, and there was never virgin got till virginity was first lost. That you were made of is metal to make virgins. Virginity, by being once lost, may be ten times found. By being ever kept, it is ever lost. It is too cold a companion. Away with it. I will stand for it a little, though therefore I die a virgin. There's little can be said in it. It is against the rule of nature. To speak on the part of virginity is to accuse your mothers, which is most infallible disobedience. <laughs> he that hangs himself as a virgin, virginity murders itself and should be buried in highways out of all sanctified limit as a desperate offendress against nature. Virginity breeds mites, much like a cheese, <laughs> consumes itself to the very pairing, and so dies with feeding his own stomach. 
Besides, virginity is peevish, proud, idle, made of self-love, which is the most inhibited sin in the canon. Keep it not, you cannot choose but lose by it, out with it. Within the year it will make itself two, which is a goodly increase, and the principle itself not much the worse, away with it. How might one do, sir, to lose it to her own liking? Let me see. Uh, marry. Ill to like him that ne'er it likes. Tis a commodity that will lose the gloss with lying. The longer kept, the less worth. Off with, while tis vendable. Answer the time of request. Virginity, like an old courtier, wears her cap out of fashion. Richly suited, but unsuitable. Just like the brooch and the toothpick, which wear not now. Your date is better in your pie and your porridge than in your cheek. And your virginity, your old virginity, is like... One of our French withered pears. It looks ill, it eats dryly, marriage is a withered pear. It was formerly better. Marry, yet it is a withered pear. Will you anything with it? Not my virginity, yet... <sighs> there shall your master have a thousand loves. A world of pretty, fond, adoptious Christendoms that blinking Cupid gossips. Now shall he... <sighs> oh, I know not what he shall. God sent him well. The court's a learning place, and he is one. What one, if they... But I wish well. <laughs> Tis pity... What's pity? That wishing well had not a body in it. Monsieur Parolles, my lord calls for you. <laughs> Little Helen. Farewell. If I can remember thee, I will think of thee at court. Monsieur Parolles, you were born under a charitable star. Under Mars, I. I especially think under Mars. Why under Mars? The wars have so kept you under that you must needs be born under Mars. When he was predominant? When he was retrograde, I think, rather. Why, think you so? You go so much backward when you fight. And that's for advantage. So is running away when fear proposes the safety. But the competition that your valour and fear makes in you is a virtue of a good wing. And I like the way well. I am so full of businesses, I cannot answer thee acutely. Farewell. When thou hast leisure, say thy prayers. When thou hast none, remember thy friends. Get thee a good husband and use him as he uses thee. So. Farewell. Hail! Our remedies often ourselves do lie, which we ascribe to heaven. The fated sky gives us free scope. Only doth backward pull our slow designs when we ourselves are dull. What power is it? which mounts my love so high, that makes me see and cannot feed mine eye. The mightiest space in fortune nature brings to join like likes and kiss like native things. Impossible be strange attempts to those that weigh their pains in sense and do suppose what hath been cannot be. Whoever strove to show her merit that did miss her love the king's disease. My project may deceive me, 
but my intents are fixed and will not leave me. Florentines and Sienese are acted by the ears, have fought with equal fortune and continue with their war. So tis reported. Nay, tis most credible we here receive it a certainty, vouched from our cousin Austria, with caution that the Florentine will move us for speedy aid. His love He hath his... armed our answer, and Florence is denied before he comes. <sighs> Yet for our gentlemen that mean to see the Tuscan service, freely have they leave to stand on either part. It may well serve. A nursery to our gentry sick for exploit. What's he comes here? It is the Count Rossillian, my good lord, young Bertrand. Oh! Youth, thou bearest thy father's face. Frank nature hath well composed thee. Thy father's moral parts mayest thou inherit too. Welcome to Paris. My thanks and duty are your majesties. <laughs> oh, it much repairs me to talk of your good father. In his youth he had the wit which I can well observe today in our young lords. But now they hide their levity and honor. Who were below him, he bowed his eminent top to their low ranks, making them proud by his humility. Such a man might be a copy to these younger times, which demonstrates them now, but goes backward. His good remembrance, sir, lies richer in your thoughts than on his tomb. So, in a proof, lives not his epitaph, as in your royal speech. <laughs> Would I were with him.